This is the Clon Mel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, bum. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to episode 33 of the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 16th of April. Brought to you by our friends at the Showground Shopping Centre with 10 stores currently trading, including M&S, Argos, Deals and Iceland. With oceans of space to feel safe to shop with no queuing, the Showground Shopping Centre Clonmel is a one-stop shop for everything you need during this lockdown. So how was your week? Or more to the point, where did you go? Now we can travel within our county. It was just so nice to get outside that 5K, wasn't it? We took a trip to the V. And is it Baylock, Petticoat Lewis and all that? Thoroughly enjoyed it. What a week it was for Killinor's Rachel Blackmore becoming the first woman to win the Aintree Grand National. Rachel went to school here at Loretto in town. And there's already talks of Shusha Ronan playing her in a movie about Rachel's life. Congratulations to Rachel, Manila Times and John Nallen from Hotel Manila, who you may have also seen on social media and TV during the week. Well done, John. Best of luck to Celtic Mobile to open their new store in O'Connell Street this week. They will fix your phone, tablet or laptop. Check out CelticMobiles.ie for more details. And it's always great to see a new business open in town, isn't it? It also looks like Clonmel is to be a university town with an announcement due early next week. And congratulations to the Clonmel community mothers who received 500 euros this week as part of Aldi's community grant. Oh, and happy birthday to Miss Ellie's in Irishtown who celebrate 40 years in business this weekend. Now, coming up this week, I chat to Evan and Jamie from Debunked in town. Stephen Weir also talks to me about the Saving Nocklothy House campaign. Details on how your artwork could be on a stamp. Where to get your COVID-19 vaccine cards laminated. A virtual recruitment day from the Clonmel Park Hotel. And a whole lot more great stuff coming up. The Clonmel Podcast. Now, let's start with this. You may have seen those terrible pictures of Nocklothy House on social media last week. Well, I got to speak to Stephen Weir who's part of the Save Knocklofty House campaign. Stephen Weir, welcome to the Clonmel podcast. Hi. So, Stephen, you started a campaign with some other people to save Knocklofty House. Why did you decide to do this? Well, um, Knocklofty's been lying empty for a number of years now, for, well, 10 years, I think, or 11 years now. And all was fine until recently, and we found out that lead was being taken off the roof which is mostly all gone. We went out and had a look at it and saw that the place was in an awful state with different things happening inside, um, ceilings falling in and whatnot and being broken into. So we decided to get a group together to try and find out, um, to try and get the place saved, to, to make somebody sit up and, and secure the place, really. And that's all we really want to get done is at the moment is to get the place secured get some sort of covering on the roof to protect it from the rain, obviously, because if, if, if it starts, you know, with the rain, the ceilings are going to fall in and it'll be lost forever. It'll be like Oakland House across the way. Exactly. From it. mm. And my biggest fear with it being so easy to get into and all would be somebody's going to set fire to it. Yeah. You know, kids are going to have a bit of fun and let's see what will happen if we put a fire here, you know, kind of thing. So we don't want that to happen. It, it's it, the future's undecided yet. We don't know what the future ownership is or anything like that. But it was previously owned by by Dennis English. But mm. at the moment, it's up there about the the, the 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 ownership of it. Okay. So we 
it, it's just something we don't know at the moment. Fabulous, and fabulous old, old house. Did you work there? Beautiful old house. I worked there for in '94 to 2000 for six years, and we just loved the house. We had it was it was alive then. Mm. It was a lovely, warm greeting house. Everybody that come to it, brides, grooms, all different parties, whatever people for a dining room, they all just loved to come out and, and sit in the library, especially and the patio oh, yeah. out the front was magnificent people would come out and just have a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or whatever and sit there for hours i, I think i think also um stephen a lot of people from clonmel would have worked there i i worked there many years ago i worked in a leisure center there um a lot of people would have actually as you said came there for weddings communions you name it or just out for a bite to eat and a drink yes indeed yep yep we had a big big well built up business there of, as you say, wedding communions, christenings, birthday parties, all sorts, all sorts, and a very good dining room going, and a good business going in the bedrooms as well. We used to call it the, the stress breaker weekend during the time of the Celtic Tiger. Yeah. Um, got a lot of people coming down from Dublin. Who yeah. Just come down. They didn't even go into town. They just sat there all weekend because that's all they wanted to do. I, I remember... I remember Richard Harris, God rest his soul, coming there, and also the actor Tom Berenger when I was working there. They came in and stayed in the hotel, I think, for a, a couple of days during one summer. All right. We had the callers come to stay with us um, on the second night of their tour in Ireland. Yeah. Um, their very first tour in Ireland, whenever they were relatively unknown. Yeah. And they we had a great session with them in the library after they came back from the <laughs> And... They had a brilliant, brilliant, and we always like to think we give we set them off with a good start for their career. Without a doubt, I'm sure. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure they'll be disgusted to see the way of the state of the house at the moment. So it's an, it's 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 in a terrible state. What can people do to help you? You got a Facebook page, I believe, up and running already. Exactly. The best thing for people to do is to join the group, the Save Not Lofty House, on Facebook. Um, Post old photographs, post new photographs, post memories of Knockrafty. The more people we get to join, the more the powers that be will have to sit up and, and listen to this because people power. Yeah. And um, as I say, we have been emailing parents. There is meetings set up now to, 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 to go out and look at the house. And I think there has been one inspection done and they have to do further inspections. And then get somebody to, to secure the house. That's all we want at the moment, to secure the house and, and, and secure its future. You were saying there too, Stephen, you have some local councillors on board, have you? We have. A lot of the Hooker councillors have come on board now, and I must say, that give them credit, that they are seemingly willing to help. So they are. So it's as I say, it's only a week and a half since we set up the page. We have, I think, over 1,200 followers at the moment and growing every day. My phone never stops pinging from members go joining. <laughs> um, but there is local church councillors um, who have, Matty McGrath's daughter, have been very good um, and helping us with different people to write to and, and whatnot. The, the, the Tip Coco, I think, were flooded with emails and will keep being flooded with emails until we get something done. It's hard to find out who it is that's actually responsible for the house because it's a fully listed house. Yeah. Really listing. So, and, you know, it's, we're, we're writing around different heritage 
associations and government bodies and and whatnot. Um, we even sent emails to the T-ship and to tarnish uh, everybody that we can think of. We sent emails to, and just hopefully, this company is going to sit up and say, "Right, we'll do it." and claim their money back somehow off whoever owns it. What year does the house date back to, do you know? Um, the house, funny enough, the, the house originally was quite small um, back in 17-something, 60s, I think it was. Right. It was just the library, the few bedrooms above it. And then it was added on to, the, the, the wings were added on to, and um, the, the front porch way was added along right along um it was actually one of the first houses if not the first house in ireland to get central heating put in really and I, yeah by the looks of it <laughs> i would say it's the original boiler that still is <laughs> besides the damage that's being done it's going to take a lot of it needs a lot of upgrading you know the heating obviously it, it is since it has never been touched since you know so it needs a total upgrade of, of all that kind of thing but that's for another day it's going yeah. to take someone with deep it is to restore it but you know what i mean get onto the the save not Lofty house facebook page let's get ourselves behind this and save this wonderful old house that we have here in Clonmel. Stephen, you and your, your friends are doing a great job on this, and we wish you the very best of luck. And do keep us updated as to what's going on as well, won't you? We will do, surely. And I would just want to say thank you to everybody who's on board so far and keep on the pressure on the bodies that be and till we get something done. All right, Stephen Weir from the campaign to right. save Knockloffy House. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. If you've had your two COVID-19 jabs and need to get your COVID-19 vaccine card laminated, our cartridge store in Emmet Street can look after you. You can call Christian on this number, 052-61-84650, or email clonmel at rcartridgestore.com. A reminder, too, about the Tipperary Clonmel Community Pride. They're having their virtual 5K walk, run or cycle this May Bank holiday weekend. That's the 30th of April to the 3rd of May. Get more details on their Facebook page. And this year's Pride will take place on the 28th and 29th of August, which is great news. Fancy some delicious food this weekend? Oh, yes, we all do. Well, Brafani's in Sarsper Street are back this Friday and Saturday from 4.30pm to 8.30pm with their delicious tapas at home takeaway. Mmm. More details on this number, 052-61-77893, or check out Brafani's Tapas and Townhouse Facebook page. Now, more work for you this week that's on offer. The Clonmel Park Hotel are having their virtual recruitment day on the 23rd of this month. Closing day for applications is the 20th of April. Get all the details of jobs on offer and how to apply on the Clonmel Park Conference Leisure and Spa Hotel Facebook page. Unicheck at Carrageen Business Park are looking for a credit control account assistant. Go to their Facebook page for more details. Paddy Power are looking for a retail betting assistant in Clonmel. Full details on jobalert.ie. McDonald's in town are looking for a crew member. It's a full-time position. Jobs.ie have all the details there for you. DPD South Tipperary are looking for parcel delivery drivers. Jobalert.ie have all the details there for you. And Abbott in town are also hiring. They're looking for assemblers. More details on jobalert.ie. If you'd like a job mentioned on the Clonmel podcast, you can email theclonmelpodcast at gmail.com.
Now, this in from the Showground Shopping Centre. Quite a few people think with the UK restrictions ending this week that Irish restrictions have as well. They've had a lot of people in asking what is going to be open. As of yet, they are still awaiting news when stores can open again. And when we get more information, we'll give it to you on the Clonmel podcast. Argos is still open, essential items only. You can go online and if the item is available to order, you can come in to the store and collect it. The Gourmet Butcher is now selling Kamado Grill barbecues to order and charcoal is also available in their store. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Pop along to the Gourmet Butcher, pick up your Kamado Grill barbecue, your charcoal and loads of delicious meat to grill on your new barbecue. Costa are still open for takeaway. M&S have a book and shop facility where you can book in your shopping time in advance so you feel safe with only a limited amount of people allowed in store. Now, if you're a budding artist and ever wanted your work put on a stamp and win a €10,000 commission, check out On Post's Facebook page for more details of this amazing prize. Imagine that, your work on a stamp that travels all around the world. How cool would that be? Now, time for this week's interview. And during the week, I met up with Evan and Jamie from Debunked. The Clumbell Podcast. I've arrived at Debunk in town and I'm joined by owners Jamie and Evan. Welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate you coming in and we're really happy to be here. Absolutely. We Good. sound the exact same, so just for that reason, I am Evan. And I am Jamie. <laughs> Hope you and can. I am Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you can decipher what's going on. Debunk, how's business going for you? Uh, I'll take that one. Go on, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Evan. Debunked, how's business going? Business is going, it certainly is. We opened up July the 10th, 2020, um, opening up into a fairly positive trajectory out of COVID-19, only to find out 10 days later that we were all to wear masks and we had to lock ourselves down. So it's been an up and down journey since then. I think we're just about finished our third lockdown now, we're coming out of it. And yeah, the business is definitely getting a little bit better here and there, but it's been fairly desolate for the for the first eight or nine months it's definitely working and moving but you can tell that the town is not what it should be uh, not by a long shot so we are excited to move on up and up and up over time where does the inspiration come for the the food you have here as well we both love food <laughs> <coughs> that's a good start um but i suppose i started working in jamie here i started working in restaurants when i was 15 um, in the Chinese Ming's. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, really? The Emperor's Palace, as it's formerly called, but Ming's as it's known. Um, and I suppose just from then on, I kind of just grew it up for food um, and found myself in different hotels and restaurants throughout the country. Um, and it's just led on to that, uh, to having our own restaurant and now our daddy. Yeah, I can, I can add to that point. So we are, as Jenny said, both big foodies. Uh, I'm a very excitable human, I think, and food seems to just hit every sensory element in my body. Um, I've been really interested in pastries and sugary treats for my yeah. whole life. A lot of us have, Evan. Exactly. A lot of us have. I tend to, I am quite disciplined, but when I fall <laughs> off the wagon, I do fall hard <laughs> and I allow myself to. So Fall onto a donut. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think from the get-go, we've, uh, we've been really interested in developing some new excitable tastes and we, we try to do that on a weekly day, weekly basis really and move forward. Would you get some of those inspirations for maybe times traveling around different parts of the world? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I can start there again, Evan here. I've, I've done a bit of traveling myself, um, 
Jamie is a, an avid traveller. He likes to get around and it's something that is, I think is very important. <laughs> yeah. to Madrid for lunch one day. <laughs> I think it's very important for us and for any, any human in the, in the food business to get around and to get themselves into, especially out of town, I suppose, into cities, into other countries, find inspiration from all over the place. And uh, that's definitely an element of debunked. In a, all around the world really yeah it's probably a, a good thing for our consumers it's probably a bad thing for our staff because me and Evan go off for a day and come back and have a million and one ideas that we want to try out um, so we're always chopping and changing and looking at what's new and what's tasty and trying to better it and stuff um, but it seems to pay off mostly yeah something we do uh, joke and laugh about every day at this point is that we, when, I suppose when we did start debunked, we knew what, what we what we wanted to a certain extent. We wanted it to be a food establishment. We wanted to create our own products. We wanted to blow people away. Um, we just didn't really know what, what elements of food or what elements of, of products that we, we wanted to blow people away with. So when we first started out, we do laugh now considering our menu was it was everything you can imagine in, in the world put into one little shop and I think customers were so confused walking in it was like what do we buy like you know you'd walk in on a Monday and they'd have a signature sandwich menu and walking in on a Wednesday and they're all different and it's like we, we, try, we tried everything we were a jack of, of all all trades in terms of food and, and beverages for the first few months but we're, we're slowly winding that down a little bit and would you try out your new food or foodie on certain people uh, me and Evan would be the, oh it's just you two come dumb. on no 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 we'd be leave the us in let us come no we'd be the test dummies first uh, but then all the staff get a taste uh, and we often put tasters in the shop um, Instagram as you know is mm. a massive thing we got a good bit of feedback from that as well so we have fun with it um, and just try and keep it uh, entertaining yeah in the in the beginning of our social media I suppose journey in debunked. We, me and James, spent a lot of time on the on the camera. Uh, we had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we still do, but it's a bit we love more, your videos, a bit, by the way. A bit Please more keep them now with our with our videos and a bit more selective. But at the start, we did have a kind of a fun ongoing comic comical role of Jamie's taste test, uh, where we would just have Jamie eat on the on the camera, you know, eating all these new pastries and donuts. It's just it was hilarious. We have some good highlight reels to yeah, show. Yeah, our, our camera rolls are pretty funny on the phones. Um, we have some good good memories of that, but we kind of, I suppose, ignored a lot of that at the start as we were, ignored a lot of the paperwork and a lot of the, the back of house stuff at the start when we were trying to get the ship off the ground. Um, and we just kind of, we were just crazy. We were downstairs, like, the night before we opened, we were sitting down on the floor, both of us drinking a bottle of beer uh, with a milk, a massive, huge fridge with only milk in it as one of our products to sell for the next day. And we looked over at the wall Evan's there on his laptop trying to program the till for the morning. <laughs> milk, milk, milk. And then the only thing we had on the, the wall was just leaking. There was this massive leak after starting pouring down. So we were just doing crazy days and we just let, neglected everything, neglected ourselves. But we're slowly kind of catching up on paperwork now and, and putting see. ourselves away from the video. <laughs> so, yeah, to extend that point that Jamie mentioned there, <laughs> while we were sitting in the shop, just getting the till sorted, it was the last, the last job before we tried to go home to bed and this is maybe 16 hours into our work day and we'd had no little to no sleep for months before that essentially trying to get this place off the ground and we were both looking at each other like we can finally go home now and just get this place ready to go it's going to be so fun and his audio cues and I looked over and there's just water spewing out of the wall we had to call in all the tradesmen that had been 
working so tirelessly to get the place off the ground they're like look guys we know we just tanked you and you just left but it's one o'clock in the morning we just will you please come back in and fix the hole in the wall like, <laughs> so then you had like three tradesmen in with an electrician we had a plumber and we had a, a fridge maintenance man Carl Ryan sorry if I don't know your job title and we got him in and yeah those, those guys like just suffered tirelessly just to get us up and running and fix a pipe in the back of the wall just, here we are now yeah half a shot it's funny <laughs> and it's funny how we had no idea about that when we come in here getting these delicious goods that you have these goodies that you have to, to buy for ourselves we had no idea what the previous night uh, was for you guys we uh, yeah. joke about that a lot like uh, it's something that we spoke about in a podcast we were on with Maeve Atchison before um, like from the outside in it always looks rosy and stuff yeah. like that and People may look at us and say, oh, the two lads swan around doing nothing sometimes or whatever, which probably looks like we do a lot of the time, but if you knew half the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, um, the countless hours of just pulling your hair out, trying to readjust, trying to make sure that you're making ends meet this week or whatever, um, but you know, it's all part of it. We, we say we're on stage every day when we walk down. Uh, Master of disguise. <laughs> yeah. That's a Fire's term. going off in our heads. <laughs> it's just like, ah. <laughs> That's a term I use a lot. Uh, it's something that I've a skill I've picked up since opening up the bunk maybe a little bit before that as well. But I feel I've had some people tell me that I take pressure very well, or, I, or if, I, if I even in, was working out in the gym a couple of months back, and one of the trainers was like, "Geez, you, you look like your heart rate was up through the roof, but your face expressions didn't change." And I was like. And people call me, say, tell me I am a master of disguise. And, I, I, and then I, he comes up here to the office yeah. and jumps into my arms. <laughs> it, uh, it really is though, you know. It's a, it's a funny thing, owning your own business, because especially in the food industry or in hospitality or retail, you're, you're always trying to make sure that your staff are happy and your customers are happy and settled. And that means for you to do that as an owner, you can't send your stress downstairs. So... If you if you, you like, I've had phone calls in the morning where I know, oh, 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 and my brain is firing, and I'm already an anxious panicker in general. So if my brain starts firing, I'm freaking out, and I'll walk in the doors of the shop. I'll be in the, in the car on the way, like, <laughs> and I walk into the doors of the shop, like, how's your day? Perfect. Very, very well done. I'm really looking forward to today, and look forward to my staff. It's all so great, and I walk up into the office and shed a tear to Jamie, and then we'll get ready and fix the problem. But it's just such a funny, funny um, element of life, I think. When you go come up with an idea for a recipe I have to mention the gorgeous walnut and treacle isn't it bread yeah. oh my god that is amazing Susan's where did that idea creation. come from uh, Susan's actually a family of mine so I'll definitely have to give her the plug but she's our, our in-house baker as well and she looks after all the, the baked goods but we kind of we just realised that like you know we, we had so many little things going on in the shop but there was like other things that we needed to really focus on and Bread became something massive in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, we did the banana bread. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, everything. Like. <laughs> um, so we were just like, do you know what? Let's do it. So we gave Susan free reign and asked her to come up with a couple of bread. So she does a gluten-free bread. She does the walnut and treacle and she does um, a brown bread. She's tried Guinness and cheese as well. It wasn't as popular, but the walnut and treacle is just flying. Um, but yeah, no, it was just left to her and she came up with some uh, golden recipe and she's looking into sourdough at the moment as well it's something that we get asked about a lot especially if I'm out doing bread delivery I, I've often met into people in the shops and they're like where's the sourdough and like it's coming it's coming so we're, we're working on that one as well and would you be sold out by the end of the day most days we would yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's a funny one as well like you don't want to be leaving bread out a second day for it to be fresh so if it doesn't sell like we have to do something else with it or we bend it down and use it as 
breadcrumbs are really either ourselves or it's just more loaves going home with me then I don't know what but uh, most of the time it does sell out and it's, it's selling out in other shops as well Paul Tobin's Butchers and uh, it takes time everything takes time uh, it's, it's kind of different I suppose than it used to be to cement something into into a town takes time it's not something that everybody in the town is going to know about within a week so you do you do have to kind of give stuff give products time and it's something that we've only really learned over over the period of nine months or so since we opened that you do have to take your time and it's even social media social media does its thing it, it you can get the word out there but taste and word of mouth is, is their biggest advertisement so you, you do have to give products time and i'm sure if we were post-covid you'd be out i gather on the street Walking up and down, saying to people, "Look, That's try it, this. Right, it's yeah. our new recipe for bread or <laughs> the have, new uh, super donut." Hot dogs. Do you know the hot dog guys in the stadium? You know, we've, yeah. Uh, I still, I, I get visions of my future a lot, and I try and manifest them as much as I can. But that's something that is always in my head. It's like I need. I, I feel like. Like I have family, I have younger family. Like I see fourteen-year-old, like thirteen-year-old niece going around with like a, you know, your hot dog stand handing out really like little cute person handing out lovely products all over the place. Like Tasters, you, yeah. you can imagine it, you know, or even you know, I have little food fairs or or anything, any yeah, of the events yeah. that we have, well, that we would have, you know, or even I think over in the park, you know, the, like some yeah, Dennis Park Park or something. Yes. I set up a little stand, and I just I really like the the idea of those kind of. And what's the word I'm looking for? Like impromptu sales or mm. impromptu stands where nobody knows about them and they just happen to pop up. Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember last year during the takeaway? Um, there was a photo circulating somewhere of me and Evan walking around with a whiteboard saying free cheesecake and Evan <laughs> with a big <laughs> rack of cheesecakes and it literally looked like some of the guys walking down the steps of a, a baseball game in America or something like that. People were so afraid. That's funny. We nearly caused crashes. There was guys just put it in everywhere. <laughs> Didn't care, just stop and get yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. We, we as a team, we, we're, we're very, we're very individual people, but we, as a team, we balance each other out very well. And Jamie always kind of messes around. And, cause I'm, a, I'm quite a creative human being and I'm, I'm, we're very, I suppose I can be quite erratic with my ideas. And Jamie has a bit more experience in, in terms of business than I do. So at the start, I would just come up. I would come up with some outlandish. I was about ideas. to ask you this. Yeah, any crazy ideas or oh, crazy I, recipes? We should try this. At the start, I've, I'm, I was very outlandish with my ideas because I didn't really understand the business aspect. I just came up with things, and I was like, "This is what we need to do." And then Jamie would have to refine the ideas slightly so as to sway them towards the business business aspect and make them work. And it really, it really helped. It really worked out a lot, you know. And that's not just for food; like that's for a lot of the elements of the bunker, <laughs> the bunker in general. Like we just we we're a bit mad, I suppose, as a duo. But I think it really helps. It helps us. But I suppose along the way, that, yeah. along the way, I suppose Jamie has helped me so much in terms of learning how to run a business and learning how to lead. And I've kind of un- allowed Jamie to really unlock his the creative character inside him, and I, which was always there, but it's just I suppose to project it more. And and now we're working really co- we coincide with each other, and I suppose with our ideas I, we often laugh because <laughs> some days he'll look at me and say something, and it'll be the exact next words that were about to come out of my mouth, and also the ideas are coming at the same <laughs> every, time every single day. We're essentially the, you know when you hang around somebody, or you know obviously if you're in a long term relationship, or, you, you just <laughs> which we're not for the rumors that are. We've been told numerous times that there's rumours. I have a, a funny story. I, I, I was with a friend not so long ago, maybe about a month and a half ago, and she we were out for a walk and she mentioned that she knew a woman working in the garage station in Clamel who who 
was oh yeah, yeah she was like oh, uh, oh yeah 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 that person was talking to her about me and Jamie and she was like yeah they're gay <laughs> they're, they're a couple like you know and I've heard it from three or four different people that me and Jamie are, are an actual unit like we're a couple and it would make sense to me like because if we're going around together like you know it would look like it but we're nearly finishing each other's sentences at this point we are finishing each other's sentences at this point I mean funny. how long have you guys known each other? Since to since we were eleven or twelve, two thousand five. Uh, and where'd you meet? <laughs> first year. I didn't tell this story because Evan loves telling this story. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shout out to someone as well. But yeah, yeah, I hope he's listening. First day of first year. What school was this now? The high school. Yeah, high, high school. school. Okay. Yeah. We were in our first class. One A four. One A four. And I had sat up at the top left of the room. Jamie had sat at the bottom right, and. I was sitting up there and I remember looking looking over at, at like Jamie and a few of the boys on the corner they're like laughing having a really good time I was like Jesus like, that looks like a right crack you know <laughs> and then one of the boys over sitting next to Jamie he Brian, Brian was his name Brian Lurum was his name give him a shout out I really like the guy but thanks he, Brian yeah thanks Brian <laughs> Brian, Brian, we owe you. <laughs> Brian was a really intellectual young man still is I imagine and he really was just heart, heart and soul about learning at the time and Jamie was a bit of a messer and Jamie was doing a bit of messing at the back and Brian didn't really want to sit there you know so hands up he was like look I really just I'd like to move away from this corner like I want to get me worked on which makes total sense and I admired a man for being able to stand up at that age and say something like that but I I didn't want to put as much work in I guess as I, I had been quite a hard worker in St. Oliver's at my primary school and I didn't I just didn't really want to be anymore I, I liked the idea of coasting I never liked the idea of rules or restrictions and I just the second I saw his hand go up and he wanted to move she was like look does anybody want to sit down and before she finished the sentence I was just like <laughs> I'll do it hands up in the air and yeah that was it then it was just me and Jamie sat together for every class we could then from then on and we did transition here together as well and just we messed our way through through school I think a little bit I went to college with him for a day as well <laughs> <laughs> he, he was going to college so I said I better go as well so he got into Waterford to do social care and uh, oh yeah I applied for a business I couldn't think of anything that I wanted to do I didn't even want to go to college I was working flat out in the Chinese and uh, yeah what age were you when you started there 15 15 yeah. and I um, I went down to college and I went in for one day and realised it wasn't for me. I went to the two wrong lectures and uh, just went back and lived in the house for a while. And yeah, we lived in yeah. college. I did work and yeah, just went on from there. You kind of separated a little bit. You can lose touch when you leave school, can't yeah. you? Or college yeah. like yeah. that. When I finished college, well, when I finished my yeah. day in college, I was kind of back to Clamell after a while. So I was just college work, college work, college work. Then moved to Canada, so we we didn't see each other, but we were always close friends and. When I moved home, then I'd been living with a couple of my friends, and yeah, then this just came about. It was just—it's been a mad little story. We we, we often laugh together because um, we think, I suppose we're we're very into manifestation and visions, and we we believe that we're writing our own little movie that's yeah. yet to be created, but will be created. We have a soundtrack to it. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a playlist on Spotify called the, the soundtrack to the lads, the apostrophe, and we when whenever there's. Whenever there's a theme song or a song that happens to kind of play over and over again in our little journey, we add it to the Spotify playlist in case the director ever needs it or in case we're building a movie eventually. <laughs> but we do, uh, we, we've had some really, really, really funny, funny times, like, you know, uh, over the last 
well, I suppose 15 years, but... Would you go on holidays together? We will, we will. We, we haven't, actually. We haven't. No, we haven't on a school tour, have we? Yeah. <laughs> Where was the school tour? School tour was Italy. Or Spain. No, that one was Spain. Spain, Spain, yeah. <laughs> I fell out a window in a mankini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what age you were. 14 years of age, half a bottle of Jägermeister through with a mankini on and fell, fell out a window, only oh. to be found by his principal. Borat ate your heart out. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bore out, Mankini. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the downloads were terrible. <laughs> and Evan, where did you grow up in town? I grew up in 14 Roaring Springs. What a magical place. Over the old yeah. bridge? Over the old bridge, yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's a very, I love the community over there. Yeah, my mum's from there. I've always been a really big fan of it. And I suppose something I, I've mentioned a lot over the last, since lockdown especially, because I, I spent a, the best part of my early 20s trying to escape Ireland trying to escape Clamel in kind of a mindset that I wasn't I didn't fit in here and that I was kind of more of an outlandish hippie kind of person who needed to be a soul wanderer and soul searcher and I suppose since lockdown began I've been restricted in, in movement and I obviously started a business here so I've spent a lot of time in the just going up to the forest going for walks a lot of introverted activities and the more I do, the more I feel very connected to the soil here. And I suppose it's just a part of aging. I think a lot of people when they age, they will say they feel a lot more connected mm. to Ireland. And I developed quite a love for the, for this town, this country, the, everything about it really. And Roaring Springs and the Old Bridge is something that has really kind of resonated in that, in that idea. And I feel it, there's a very community-based mm. lifestyle over there. It almost feels like a village in Clamel, you know, just right mm. across the road. But it's very nice to have such a community-based support right behind me. Uh, and Jamie, what about yourself? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Chaymant, and I'm not giving away the number of the house. <laughs> Go on! Uh, <laughs> There'll uh, be a plaque up there one day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I grew up in Chaymant, um, and I was kind of the opposite to Evan. I kind of, I always loved Clamel, um, and I suppose like seeing all my friends going off traveling and stuff like that, I kind of decided I was going to plant my roots here a little earlier, and I tried to I suppose get to work a bit harder and faster and not worry about traveling. I kind of tend to travel off for a week or here or there, as I said earlier, for lunch in Madrid and back the same day or whatever, but I love traveling and all that, but I just, I love the idea of having a base here. And me and Evan often talk about it now, like, the more we give to Clamel, the more it's going to give to us, like, so mm. the, the more we're here, the more we fall in love with it. Um, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty much the same for me now it's like becoming part bigger part of our life as we get older and stuff like that and it's definitely where I plan to be for the, the future well, it's good to have you guys feeling like that as well yeah you know, it really is because you guys seem or will be I think if not you are already very successful in your own right I think success is subjective mm. I think success is different in everybody's eyes and I, I feel for myself and Jamie um, there's a, there's so many different elements to why we're in business in Clamel especially but I, I for my own reasons and for Jamie's own reasons we, we we feel a close connection to this town and I just I really enjoy the idea of especially now that I have a young niece and a young nephew I, I like the idea of of adding to the future of this town and I like the idea of developing it and building it into something better and something nicer and <clears throat> And it's it's a really it's a positive feeling when people 
come back with feedback and say like you're doing such good things mm. for the town or you're at it, you're employing you're employing people you know you're you're helping families in the town or you're your staff by the way are impeccable can i just say that you have most, the most wonderful staff working for you here and in the bunker as well thank you very much that's uh, something that we do try to pride ourselves on we kind of have a little family here well a big family here <laughs> but uh you know they're all they're all really good um, we agree with that point yeah uh, heavily i guess pass it on when we started on debunked we had, we didn't really know what we were doing which yeah, where'd the name come from as well there's a good idea Dave, jamie will tell you that one <laughs> the, obviously we had the bunker and we already had a following on the bunker and we had a kind of an established brand and name and uh, i was sitting with a friend a really good friend of mine who's helped me out a lot along the way david anshel um and i told him we were going to open in a daddy and he was like what are you going to call it and we had two names we had cafe to z i was sitting out oh god my, my creative mind I, I came up I don't know where I got the name Macanonis from but I, I looked up something and it was an Italian phrase something to do with coffee so it was going to be Macanonis nobody liked that then it was going to be Cafe to Z Cafe and then a hyphen C or, or Z sorry yeah my god you know there was a Macanonis pub here years ago oh, don't Macanonis, you Macanonis yeah, yeah, yeah. Macanonis is what I was saying but, uh, yeah so then we were going to call it dogs and everything we had Ridiculous names for it, but everyone and everyone was going to have a name badge with a dog written on it. They were going to call it dogs. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something going to happen with that in the future. Like that. Every, every name's going to be dogs. That's uh, that's a new. That's don't don't sleep on that one. That, that would be an idea eventually. But uh, yeah, no, David, my friend, then basically said, "Why don't you use the name you have and change it around?" So he just said debunked, and I was like, and it was kind of what we wanted to do as well because. We were taking restaurant quality food mm. and delivering it in a takeaway service. So it was like debunking restaurant quality food. So it just fitted perfectly. And the more we said it, the more it just became it and uh, just cemented itself. And mm. debunked was born. P- positive pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us about the bunker. What's happening there at the moment? <clears throat> uh, at the moment, very little. Uh, we're plotting and planning behind the scenes. Um, we kind of. We did the takeaway and delivery the first or takeaway the first time the first lockdown and it wasn't as no it was very busy and the second time it was okay it wasn't as busy as we wanted it to be but uh, we're just in the middle of uh, planning um, a reopening now for the takeaway just given the fact that it's going to be another while before we get into um, back into the restaurant itself for a sit down so we're in the middle of doing up menus now um, and planning that um, and planning a delivery yeah, service as well. I was just going to uh, say yeah. Delivery is something that we didn't offer the last time that we're going to offer this time. So we're hoping to have some news on that in the next few days. Or by the time you're listening to this, maybe it's already announced. So check it out on Instagram. But yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Like we had a year and a half of really good, busy, and then it was kind of locking down into this, and we didn't know what it had in store. But the, the takeaway went really well, and we got back open. As Evan mentioned uh, earlier, we got the brunch going as well, and that's been flying. Um, and we're, we're we're excited to get back in there now as soon as we get to go ahead and get the food back out on plates as opposed to cardboard containers. But uh, we'll do what we have to do to keep the doors open. And uh, we're really, really excited for uh, another level back in the bunker when we get back with some exciting news as well. So Bunker yeah. Burger is amazing. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you have some good ideas for the menu next time. I won't disclose any of them. Oh, I can't but, say that. Uh, I have some I good ideas and not uh, tell us. I suppose there will obviously be. Feed us something. Give us we'll, a little we'll few still have crumbs. We'll still have the burgers. <laughs> They'll have, they will be different. They'll still be there, but they will be different. But 
Yeah, I suppose there's some Canadian influence. Uh, I was about to say this. Options. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Canadian influence menu option that I'm very excited about. That I have tried, I must say, and I'm I've very, well. very excited about this. So that'll be cool. But one thing that Jamie was mentioning about the bunker earlier, it's, it, being closed, you know, since getting into business, you now I don't have a child myself, so I can't fully compare. But my brother has two young ones, so I, 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 I kind of understand vicariously through him what it's like to have a, a child. And I often make the analogy that your business is like your baby. And when she, when the bunker closed twice, well, like it, it it just feels. Now I I'm, part, I'm a big part of the bunker as well, so it feels like you have your baby sick. You know, it feels like there's. It's funny. You wake up in the morning and you'll notice something's missing, and you don't know what, it, know is. what it is. And yeah. you know your energy is low, and you don't know why, and you have to sit down and really think on it. And there'll just hit a time will hit in your brain where you're like, ah, that's what it is. It's it's my baby, my baby's not feeling well, and yeah. so I'm not feeling well, and you'll, it'll go back up and open up, and it'll, a big roar and success will start to begin to happen, and you just, this vitality takes over, and you finish, you don't need sleep, like you'll, you'll finish work, and you'll go to bed for two hours, and you'll get up, and you'll go back to it, and it's just beautiful, it's such a good time. Yeah, it's crazy, like, the hospitality industry isn't an industry, or a, light, or a, a career, it's a lifestyle, um, and it was only, on the back of the second lockdown, I walked into the restaurant one day and I just realized I was missing it some load. Um, like you, you enjoy the first few weeks off and you have a bit of time to yourself and all that and it's nice, but I was putting the key into the door and I was like, holy God, like, I was like, this is nuts. I was like, I didn't realize that I felt so down because I wasn't in here in the mm-hmm. phone walls and the hustle and the bus and the customers and the glasses clinking and all that. Like, There's no better feeling than walking out of the kitchen with plates of food to a full restaurant, music playing, vibes just blowing all over the place and walking down, putting plates of nice stuff in front of happy customers and just having good conversation, good chats. It, as I said, it's a lifestyle. You either love it or you hate it. And as Evan said, it's like it's like a baby. It is, it becomes your life. And the people in your life will will vouch for that. Like it, It's like a, an extension of you. Um, and yeah, no, we're just really, really excited to get that back open and as, as we said, get debunked back to full shop, full capacity and get the party orders going, the catering going and, and just really lift it again and put a bit of fire under it. Yeah, one thing I've, I've spoken about over the last few weeks, we've just developed a new hatch and a canopy outside, music mm. on the street outside debunked and we can start from the street now. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it's something that we wanted from the start, from the get go, and it's and it's here now. So it's really nice. But again, like you have queues, and you have people don't understand where they need to stand sometimes. So there's you'll see like one or two or three people kind of dispersed around the street. But I was only saying to to some of the lads downstairs that you know I can I can see. I can see the pitch black Paddy's Day, you know, the, the, the queues, I can see the parade going past, I can see thousands of people outside, I can see like a chipper van style crowd outside the hatch and it's just, uh, it's, it's, exciting. it's exciting vision ahead, you know. I can see a debunked or the bunker float. Yeah. yeah, I was nearly opening up Land Rover Defenders last night to put like a coffee machine in the back of it. So God knows what we'll be arriving into town in next. But uh, we've all, we've all, we've always thinking about new aspects of business. I guess it it just makes sense as a business owner to think of of the future, you know. But I do. I have visions of festival trucks, and I have 
I have visions smoker, of canal boats. I have. A, I just break. I, my brain never stops thinking about. We look forward to these visions coming. So do I. Yeah, we do. We really, really do. Make too many of them. Uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do that. Listen, Evan and Jamie from Debunked and Debunker. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure for joining me on the podcast this thank week. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Forward to. I look forward to meeting you again. The Club Mail Podcast. Thank you, Evan and Jamie. Coming next week, it's Paul Walsh from Roy7. Hi there, this is Paul from Roy7, and I'll be joining Mark next week on the Clonmel Podcast. That's next Friday from 7pm. If you'd like to contact the Clonmel Podcast, please do so by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. You'll also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast was brought to you by the Showground Shopping Centre with Eason, Macaulay Pharmacy, The Gourmet Butcher, Costa, Hale and Tech Mac, just some of the 10 stores currently trading along with M&S, Argos, Deals and Iceland. With oceans of space to feel safe to shop with no queuing, the Showground Shopping Centre Clonmel is a one-stop shop for everything you need during this lockdown. Until next week, stay safe and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.